Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The FT. Two years ago, when I was feeling unusually well off, I sent an email to a senior figure at the National Gallery in London to propose a deal. I'll donate £10,000 to the National Gallery, I wrote, if you lift the ban on photography in the main galleries. I'd just witnessed an uncomfortable scene in the gallery's room one, where a newly acquired painting by Titian, Diana and Callisto, was on display. A hapless tourist, caught in the act of raising her iPhone towards the picture, had been aggressively shouted at by a gallery warden, his no-photos startling everyone in the room. The visitor, her moment of wonder at Titian's painterly genius shattered, was visibly shaken and left. I felt for her, not only for the brusque treatment, but because, as an art historian and dealer, I recognised the urge to photograph a great work or capture the brilliance of a particular brushstroke. It's rare to find good high-resolution images online, and usually taking a photo on a phone is the discreet work of a moment which disturbs no one. Postcards from the shop are never good enough. It seemed ridiculous, too, that the public had just paid £45 million for its new Titian, but wasn't allowed to photograph it, and I've been campaigning against the ban ever since. Our tourist's mistake was understandable, for many major museums already allowed visitors to take photos, such as the Metropolitan in New York, the Louvre in Paris, and even the Royal Collection at Buckingham Palace, just a short walk away down the Mall. These forward-thinking institutions, accepting that nearly everyone now carries a camera in their pocket at all times, had come to understand that smartphones were not something to be feared, but tools to be used to their advantage. If you want to reach younger audiences, an image of a painting shared enthusiastically on social media makes for more effective marketing than any outreach campaign. When the singer Katy Perry recently tweeted a selfie in a Magritte exhibition to her 55 million followers, She gave the Chicago Institute of Art the sort of publicity a British museum might kill for. Unfortunately, that wasn't the last case of warden shouting I saw at the National Gallery, and although other UK museums came to allow photography, including the neighbouring National Portrait Gallery, it always seemed that the National would hold firm, much to the relief of traditionalists who saw it as the last redoubt of museum civilization. So I was pleasantly surprised to be able to break the news on my blog last week, that the National Gallery would allow photography after all. Now the National spoke of seeking to enhance the experience of our visitors and to engage a broader audience. And to help do so, they were providing free Wi-Fi and mobile-friendly websites. In one leap, they had gone from lagging behind the museum sector to leading it. For some, however, the news seemed little short of catastrophic. Two main fears were raised. First, headlines in the Times and the London Evening Standard spoke of a deluge of photographers ruining the gallery's atmosphere and disturbing true art lovers. For these nose-holding culturati, there are a few things more repulsive than a selfie. 
Secondly, the Guardian newspaper, always keen to tell its readers how to consume culture, said photography should be banned in galleries entirely, so that we may look at art more closely in what it called the old-fashioned way. I must say, I have some sympathy with the first concern. It has never happened to me, but being nudged by an iPad when you're mid-Rembrandt must be irritating. Sadly, there have always been inconsiderate gallery users, even before photography was allowed, and we must accept that the scrum in front of popular pictures like Van Gogh's sunflowers will be just as deep as it always was. The use of flash, even though it is prohibited by all galleries, does seem to be an issue at this early stage, but don't believe the myth that it damages paintings. Perhaps the National Gallery's wardens will shout at the flash sinners just as eagerly as they used to berate camera users. But the second objection to photography, that people must be forced to look at art in a certain way, is merely patronising and, though I hesitate to use the word, elitist. Being told that your way of understanding art is wrong is like going to a restaurant and being forced to hold your knife and fork properly. In any case, how long should we look at a painting for? A minute? Five? Or an hour? And from how far away? A foot or a yard? There is, of course, no right answer, and we can never know whether a photo-taker is seeing a painting for the first time or is there for a repeat visit. Probably the great Peter Paul Rubens, when he made his own copy of Diana and Callista in 1628, studied Titian's masterpiece more closely than anyone before or since. But I bet he'd have taken a photo if he could. Actually, in the long run, I think photography will encourage a much closer analysis of paintings, especially if it is accompanied by an abolition of image reproduction fees. The high cost of these fees has acted as a choke on the study of art history for too long, producing only text-heavy books with few illustrations which hardly anyone reads. Liberate the images, and people may begin to look at art in a new way. The National Gallery never responded to my email, and maybe now I owe them that £10,000. Either way, I congratulate them for coming through on their part of the deal. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts.